Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, the Nintendo Switch Online app gets an update, so with just a little extra work, Mark and I can finally be friends. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including a release date for both the Minecraft Amiibo and the uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass Wave 2. And then on Thursday, we're probably talking about this Nintendo present or this Pokemon Presents thing. But in the meantime, Mark, how's it going? It's uh, Patrick. It's going great. Mark, I'm... you stop right there. You know your uh, soap dispenser, your motion sensor soap dispenser. I I, I do. You, I know it very well. You've all but given up on it. I've slandered it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I uh, I used the restroom while you were out of the house. Uh, uh put, putting your uh, uh trash cans on the street. Uh-huh. And I use the motion sensor uh soap dispenser. Without problems? Without problems. Like you just put your hand under it and it dispensed soap as promised. I put my hand under there, the little lights lit up, it gave me soap, kind of more soap than I was expecting, but it gave me soap and then I washed my hands while it counted down. Well, I'm glad it oh, two things. Yes. One could not be more happy that it worked for you without problems. As a guest you in see, my, you seem resentful. As a guest in my home, you know, I'm glad that the experience was smooth for you. Uh-huh. Two, that is deeply surprising to me because I can get it to work, but I kind of have to like hit the top, so I don't know if like the contacts are off or something like that. Oh, so I did touch the top of it before I like tried to because I remember. We've had this conversation. We have talked, we've uh, talked inordinate about it before, about, right? about by uh, 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 handless or motion-based soap Touch, dispenser. Touchless yeah, soap touchless, dispenser. Yeah, touchless. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's an ordinate amount. I think it's, it's good, and I'm glad we're doing it again. Um, I sort of touched the top of it because I was like, oh, I know that this thing is broken. Uh-huh. So I wanted to see if there was a way to like force it on the top. Of course, there isn't. But then I just put my hand under. Okay, so I think... The tap on the top, and I don't know why, but it, like, wakes it up or something. Because when you tap the top, did the little... Um, uh, no, no response. Oh, nothing lit up it or anything like that. It didn't light up or anything. Yeah, I don't know. Inexplicable. Although I... Although, oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it lit up. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I said no really confidently, but then I'm like, think back, Patrick. Do you remember it not lighting no, up? No, I, I don't. I, I think it's good that you qualified that because what listeners don't know is that before we start recording, you and I both swear an oath to tell the whole truth and nothing but that's the right, truth. That's right. That's right. There shall be no half-truths between us. Well, I'm glad that all the talk that we did previously about it, like, prepared you to touch the top, because maybe that's what made it work or not. Um, but I guess we'll never know. But I'm, like I said, yes. I'm glad that it was a smooth, um, seamless experience for you. Yeah. Well, so now I have to, like, wait for us to both forget about it before attempting again. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to have to hold on to it for a long time then. Because it, it's <laughs> yeah, still in there. There's just a backup yeah. soap dispenser next to it. Well, you've been out of town for a while, so like maybe you meant to get to it and you just like haven't done it. You know what I mean? Like These things take time. I think we're just like a troubled child. We're not ready to give up on it yet. Well, and if really all you have to do is like pat it on the head first and then it gives you soap, that just makes it like a fun little droid friend, right? That is true, but also defeats the purpose of it being touchless. 
If you'd like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch, you can. All you gotta do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com and give us a mailing address where we send you my mark, my copy of Sonic Forces. The copy that I bought to play, although this copy is actually one that I bought to replace the one that got lost that I had bought to play. Um uh, you play it for as long as you want. You uh, send it back. I have paid for postage both ways. Uh, you, there may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game in the box instead of Sonic Forces, but that's okay. Uh, the same rules apply, and it's the perfect borrowing program. Another thing you can do is you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere that you get your podcasts. It helps the show so much. It helps people find the show. It boosts our ranking in the algorithms. Patrick and I love reading your reviews. Yes. And if you leave us a five-star review on the U.S. Apple Podcast Store, we can see it, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show. If you leave us a review anywhere else, we can't see it, but we still appreciate it so much, and we want to recognize it. So please send us an email. Hit us up on Twitter. It's not bragging. Um, we're asking you to let us know. What's what's not – oh, you're saying that w- when they reach out to us, that's not bragging? Right. Yeah, exactly. I think that's much of a brag? Like, well, I wrote a podcast review. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know – if even one person feels that way, I hope yeah. I can um, dissuade them from feeling that. I mean, honestly, everything should be reviewed all the time. Like, it, no, but like for real, like if you like something, like put a review for it out there in the world. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's really it's good. helpful for things. It wasn't until I started doing this podcast that I realized how much it meant yes. for, uh, when people would write into us or, you know, like um, leave us reviews. And so I have become much more proactive in leaving like reviews for podcasts that I really enjoy because if their experience is anything like our experience, it's very meaningful to us. Uh, Just like the review from Walrus Man 8 who left us a review on the U.S. Apple Podcast Store. It was a very kind review. So thank you so much, Walrus Man 8. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, we appreciate all all the reviews that we get. um, But thank you, Walrus Man 8. That was uh, very sweet. We enjoyed reading that a lot. Um, Everyone should be on our Discord if you want to continue chatting with us uh, after the episode is over. You chat with us while we're recording. Not while we're recording, but while you're listening. Do you talk back to us? I'm assuming that's not a question for me. No. Well, I was pausing so that they could answer if they do. (laughs) It all makes sense. Yeah. If if they don't, then it's just a pause. And Mm -hmm. I apologize for the the dead air on the show. Get in our Discord. Uh, It's a bunch of people having uh, nice, fun, friendly conversations about Nintendo. Um, Email us. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, and uh, ask for an invite, and we will send one to you. Um, we let everyone in. So come in, have a great time. Finally, we are going to be ranking all original 48 Mario Kart 8 Deluxe tracks in August, but we can't do it alone. That is so many tracks for us to wrap our arms around. And so what... Like Velma Kelly, we simply cannot do it alone. And so what we need from you is send us your picks for favorite tracks. Send us uh, picks that you want to throw under the bus that should be low on the list. Just Like the, one of those Toad buses on like Toad's Turnpike? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, write into us, send us an email, hit us up on Twitter, uh, post it in the Discord. But let us know by August 19th. That is the deadline. Which is coming up. It's two weeks, basically. I, we are in August. We're in August now. Yeah. Um, so shirk no longer. Yes, get in there. Let us... No. And again, we are ranking these. There are 48 of them. Just the original 48. Anything that's been added in the booster course pass, not eligible here. Um, 
but we're ranking them. We're not determining the best. That's right. We are not just putting them in tiers and walking away. We are ranking. So, like, we need your input. There's too much data here for us to do on our own. Thank you to everyone who has already sent in your their picks or not picks. Got to come up with a word for anti anti picks anti picks uh, let's go with picks and anti picks i feel that's nice and clean don't you think but august 19th that's mm-hmm. that's the deadline um all right mark let's get into what we've been playing this week live alive i've been playing live alive same um i have now made it i've cleared all seven chapters uh-huh uh that you i guess a th- little bit of spoilers right well no I, i'm i'm gonna leave uh my well yeah i guess a little bit of spoilers yeah. just generally speaking uh-huh. um but i think actually i will hold uh, my impressions for what happens after those se- seven chapters are uh-huh. beaten uh for uh, another conversation i think yeah, yeah yeah but i guess even the fact that there is something after the seven chapters is a little bit of a spoiler maybe i actually don't know well it's too late now it's, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, just, it's just out there we didn't issue any kind of spoiler well we kind of i said yeah i guess that's true okay um so uh, mark whichever however many of the chapters you have gotten through i am now prepared to talk about uh any of them in any amount of detail and if we want to shout out individual time periods and maybe even just like talk about one or two right now uh like chapters that we really liked or whatever then we can issue like chapter specific spoiler okay so so let me let me say i'm uh i have only played three chapters and i um am in the third chapter right now okay so i did the western chapter i did imperial china and i am currently doing the near future Great, great. So, um, I think I want to talk about the near future. Okay, so we'll do spoilers for the near future here. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so uh, you can skip ahead a little bit. Well, well, for, first, let's just like talk general impressions, like how how we're feeling about the game at present. Um, You're right. Actually, maybe I don't want to talk about any of them in specific. No spoilers then. Yeah, maybe no, we're not talking to any other, spoilers except the one that we already. The piece that we already spoiled. Which may not even be a spoiler. We That's right. Maybe we're lying. Um, <laughs> although, that, like we told you up top, we do take an oath. That's right. But so... No half-truths. No half-truths. Um, Full-on lies, however. <laughs> so, what I am enjoying most about Live Alive is that when I think of a JRPG, I think of one, like, epic mm-hmm. 40-hour story that you are going to like invest a lot of time in. And if you aren't enjoying a specific mechanic, then maybe the game is just not for you. Right. Like, and so whatever amount of time you put into it, you might just like not see the end of it. Um, What I'm really like liking about live alive is that it's more like a collection of short stories than a novel. And so maybe one of the chapters is not as interesting to me than the others, but it's fine because I know that it'll be over soon and then I'll move on to something else that maybe will grab me. Right. Well, and like beyond just being like separate stories in a collection, it's like, uh, it's like someone set out to do an anthology, um, in 
and never repeat the genre, right? Like, it's not like you're getting a book of detective stories. Uh, You're getting one detective story. There are no detective stories in this, (laughs) but you you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, um, the we both started with uh, the the American West um, story, uh, and that's the only part of the game that feels like that. That sounds like that. That has um, the all of those characters, and that like embraces the sort of uh, tropes and trappings of uh, an old cowboy story. Um, and that's true for literally every one of these um, seven chapters that they uh, adopt both a. Uh, t- a time period and a genre frequently associated with that time period. And what I think is really interesting is, you know, not just in in my mind, JRPGs, you know, it is not just a commitment to, like, the characters or the stories for a long time. It is also a commitment to, like, systems. And yes. um, while Live Alive, the individual chapters do share a lot of the same systems, the amount that you have to care about that system varies greatly between chapters yes totally Uh, different they all have like the same or i guess i can't say that all of them do but the chapters i've done so far they all have the same like core battle system mechanic but like in the wild west one you barely need to engage with the, the grid mechanic at all yeah yeah and um yeah and so it's just it's just interesting the way that you know, you go from chapter to chapter and you almost have to clear your mind of previous chapters. Totally. Because uh, this isn't really, I don't think this is a spoiler, but in the near future one, I was so used to being able to cruise through combat without in from the previous two chapters that I'm doing right. that I've had to retrain myself where it's like, oh, it actually does matter if I level up, if I've leveled up enough yes. um, in the near future chapter. And that you're fighting smart too. Like, the uh, the near future chapter um, does a lot of encounters where there are like a ton of enemies, but you really only need to get to and kill the one uh-huh. to like make the rest of them run away. That's a mechanic in like all of the all of the chapters, but it's just more heavily leaned on in uh, the the near future chapter. Um, and to, like to 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 the point where um, that was one that it was hard for me to get into because I wasn't quite that like tactically minded yet. Yeah. Um, for me, that and the uh, prehistory chapter were both like, especially the latter half of the uh, the prehistory chapter, um, gets like really kind of like technical, tactical, where it's like, oh, I got to really like figure out how to beat these things. Um, and it ju- it's just like, re- like you said, retraining your brain um, to like do it right. And so I, it's refreshing to me to have these like, you know, short bite-sized chapters take maybe one and a half, two hours to get through some of them take a little longer oh, okay yeah. the ones i've done so far you know have been fairly short um but so i guess uh, but so you're not done with the near future yet no so. <laughs> i'm not so i have no idea how long that one is so overall i would say i'm my experience with it is positive so far i did feel a little bit of frustration in the imperial china chapter uh, i liked the story a lot like I thought the, the it's so unique. It like, is, and, in, I, in, and it's set up for for an RPG. And that is one thing that I think is very cool about Live Alive is, you know, sure you have like the you know mysterious rogue that you're playing at in one of the chapters and all that kind of, and the young boy with the special power protagonist that you're playing, right? You know, but then you're also playing as 
an old Chinese man. Right. And that is not a character you often have as the main character in an RPG. Right. Um, and so I think that... I mean, he's like a kung fu master, which is... <laughs> right, right, right. You know, right. You know probably. it's close. Yeah. But uh, so I think I think that part of it is cool. But the part I thought was kind of frustrating about Imperial China was that um, it is... The story and the framing device is so combat heavy, but... I just used like one move in basically every fight, and it was enough to, yeah, like a w- wild fox, um, yeah, the one honor that, or the whatever one that it's hits, called, like in the circle around. Yeah, him. that's yeah. basically all you had to do, and so it made the combat just like annoying to me because it was like, okay, just mm. another fight that I'm just gonna spam this one thing because there's no tactics needed. I mean, were you doing that when? Because the we we get let's let's talk a little bit about how the the story of the Imperial China okay. chapter is is structured because it's so cool. Um, so you take on as, as this like a- ancient, uh, like Shifu, Shifu, um, you take on three apprentices, uh, and you train them and depending on who you train, um, that's the one that like survives a raid by, um, the, the bandits, uh, or bandits. No, it's not bandits. It's, it's the, like the emperor. I think it might be. The bandits. I can't really remember. It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't really matter. It's, it, it, that 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 person is the the one that you train the most is the only one that survives. They learn moves from you based on what moves you do to them. Right. Um. So, uh, part of having this amazingly powerful character, um, is you want to use the, a variety of moves on your students as you're training them. Wait, I said yes, but do, does it actually? Because I basically just used one move on. When I was leveling up the character, and they still you learned multiple. Did they like, learn moves. multiple of the moves that you were using, or multiple of the moves that you had, or their own moves? I can't remember honestly. I think they. I don't know for sure, and maybe it's uh, there's a similar-ish uh, thing that happens in the uh, modern day chapter as well. Um, that the moves that get used on you, you learn how to use. Um. But uh, yeah, there there were moves I know that I was using um, on my favorite pupil that uh, he then developed. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, like I said, like I only used the one move just yeah. over and over and over again because it was so powerful. But they, uh, when they leveled up, they earned, they learned like multiple they learned moves. their own stuff too, yeah. which is also ends up just being better than the stuff you teach them anyway. Um. But yeah, so it, it's it's just a it's a really unique kind of like set up for an RPG where I think it has more peaks and valleys than other ones, just because like certain chapters are going to be to your taste and certain chapters maybe aren't. And like the mechanics or the way the mechanics are used in one will click for you in a way that it doesn't. But I would still, I still think it's worth playing with all of those caveats just because it is uh, again, up to this point, I know there's a lot of game left, but it's just a, such a unique experience. It is, even if you don't like RPGs, I don't necessarily think that that should prevent you from checking this out. Well, m- maybe one one of the things that I do that I I know the reason I'm responding to it so much is that it is it's using the like the vehicle the medium of 16-bit RPG uh, as you know I, I talked a lot about like the different genres that it's uh, that's telling stories in the medium is RPG right right um, so like the uh, do you have any idea where you're going to go next? Do you have any uh, like thoughts as to what, what chapters you want to tackle next? I think I might do the far future. I was going to suggest you try the far future um, because that is one that is just like a almost exclusively a narrative experience. Um, and 
uh, you know, which therefore makes it so different from what you're playing right now, which is so combat heavy, um, that it's just, it's just so cool to see. It's it's like it's a, a in different chapters. It's a game that prioritizes different things, that values different things. Um, like it's just so wholly different from chapter to chapter uh, in every way conceivable, except for this one where it's like the way it's telling you the story is through super nes era rpg yeah yeah i guess kind of you know i'm sure we'll talk about live live more as we continue to play it but my feelings on it at this point are like i don't know that i love live alive but i think it's really interesting see i do love live alive but i don't think it's perfect Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah Uh, where like um i i the the last chapter i played was the 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 prehistory chapter um and uh, it's weirdly horny and um, like it makes you contemplate because I think that caveman is a child. <laughs> it's like uh, what is it, Blue Lagoon prehistory? It's a, yes, it, there's it's a, a little it's a Blue Lagoon prequel. There's a little bit of uh, Blue Lagoon in there for sure. Why can't I say Blue Lagoon without sounding weird? Blue Lagoon. Anyway, um, so like it's it's not perfect. All of the main characters are uh, men or robots. Um, so like you know, and so there 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 are like things about it that like my modern sensibilities are like okay, it's missing a couple. You know, you're dipping into all these different genres and like not one of them stars a woman. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. Um, so yeah, but uh, I I recognize it as imperfect in a lot of ways. Um, but I'm really really loving my time with it. And each chapter seems to kind of um, add to my well of affinity for it. Uh, And if there's something after that, that I'm currently enjoying, I'm currently enjoying it so much because of everything that's come before. That's awesome. Um, We haven't been playing anything else, but uh, let's see what's coming out next week and what we might be playing next week. So the thing I want to call out for this week is that on Thursday, August 4th, we are getting the second wave, wave two, of the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass uh, courses. Right, yes. Very exciting news that we're uh, – that I, it's, it's wild to me that they uh, hold this information until they're like less than a week away. All right, set, set the announcement. Well, we've definitely been anticipating it for a while. Right, but ha- having no idea what the tracks were going to be. Right. Um, so let's go through what they are. So two new cups, there's the turnip cup and the propeller cup. And the turnip cup includes New York minute from Mario Kart tour. Uh, it includes Mario circuit three from super NES calamari desert from Mario Kart 64 and Waluigi pinball from Mario Kart DS. Excited to see that one. Yeah, me too. And then in the propeller cup, there's the Sydney sprint from Mario Kart tour there's Snowland from Game Boy Advance. Mushroom Gorge from Mario Kart Wii. Which is very exciting. I like that uh, track mm-hmm. a lot. And then Sky High Sunday, which is a new course. A twist. A twist. Yeah. So I feel like they never, my memory is that they never explicitly said that these were all just going to be, you know, like remade courses I from other games. I think they said they were going to be remixes. Did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't, I, uh, I couldn't remember if that was true or not. I'm happy for that to be a half truth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it's it's exciting to and honestly, like, 
we didn't go through and, and break down uh, our top 48 uh, courses that aren't in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe <laughs> that should be added in the booster course pass. Um, but like, I mean, largely because like, what would those 40, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's super exciting to see uh, Mushroom Gorge and uh, Waluigi Pinball. Um, but everything else, I'm like, either that's a Mario Kart tour track uh, and I'll be excited to get a new track. Or I'm like, what's what's Mario Circuit 3? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of memory space that the rest of these take up. I am hoping we get, at uh, at some point, Skyscraper from Mario Kart 64. I don't remember Skyscraper. Oh, that's a battle track. It's yeah, not you can't, a... You can't yeah. do that. You get... Here's an interesting thing yes. uh, about Sky High Sunday is that it is premiering in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but will be added to Mario Kart Tour in the future. Cool. That's cool. So it is, like, technically a tour track, but they're premiering it here yeah so i guess that opens up a lot of possibilities for the same sort of thing in the future yeah absolutely um i'm so excited for this we've been playing a a little bit of mario kart um uh, lately sarah's been playing a lot online um which has just been fun to like jump in and and play some of that with her um and uh yeah it's uh, a lot of good tracks in the game already and here come eight more yeah i i haven't really played a lot of the wave one tracks that much but i'm excited that as these continue to build i think it'll be easy to hop back into mario kart 8 deluxe and yeah experience you know like hop back into wave one it's just another excuse to go back into the game yeah well and also like if you didn't uh get tired of the first uh of the, of the first wave now you've got like two of them in there where it's like four new cups that all sort of feel new mm-hmm. you know like that's that that's exciting so not a ton else coming out this week that I want to shout out, but there is a multiplayer sale in effect right now on the Switch eShop until August 7th. Yeah, uh, and there's some pretty decent uh, deals in here, um, you know, all, of course, centered around um, multiplayer games. The Capcom Beat-Em-Up Bundle is $9.99. It's normally uh, $20. Uh, Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics is uh, $28. It's normally $40. Uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected is uh, 24 bucks. It's normally $40. Um, both of the Hyrule Warriors games are down to $42. They're normally $60 still. Um, the uh, Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter Stories 2 are both on sale. They're normally full-price games. Monster Hunter Rise is going for $30.59, and Monster Hunter Stories 2, half price. Wow. Um, Monster Hunter Stories 2 is definitely one of those games where I was like, Someday when it sees a deep sale. Also funny that Monster Hunter Rise is 60 cents more expensive. Yeah, I don't know what that... Is the number 3059 relevant to Monster Hunter? Yeah, I have no idea. Um, And then uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 is 20 bucks. It's normally 40. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is 494. It's normally 15 bucks. Um, Streets of Rage 4, which uh, again is by the same developer as the um, Shredder's Revenge, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that just came out. Um, is twelve forty nine. Uh, it's normally twenty five bucks. Super Mario Party is forty two dollars. It's normally sixty because it's a Nintendo game. Um, and then Tetris Effect Connected is twenty three ninety nine. Um, so and then there, there's other stuff on there too. Um, that I, I didn't mention. Sonic Mania, um, Sonic Colors, uh, Windjammers two, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one plus two. Uh, a lot of good deals in here. Um, all right, uh, Mark. Let's close out the new releases. Thank you. 
Which brings us to a regular segment on our show. It is time for 433. In 1952, an American composer, John Cage, wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance, 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, Mark, you've got a surprise for me. Yeah, that's right. I'm springing a BuzzFeed personality quiz on you Ooh. to reveal what unique animal you uh-huh. actually are. Okay. So I do feel like I have to give a little bit of preamble here. a little here. bit. Uh-huh, because this is actually a paid post, as I am discovering as I'm looking at it more closely right now, from uh, last year from the National Wildlife Federation. Okay. So I guess I don't feel too no, bad. No, that's fine. We, like, we can support the like World Arby's Wildlife. or something yeah. like that. No, no, no. National. World. National. We, okay. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Um, the National Wildlife Federation. I'm, I'm looking them up. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, this is what they said. This was from last April. This National Wildlife Week, I don't know why I feel obligated to read this ad, <laughs> but here we go. The National Wildlife Week, we're celebrating some of the most unusual animals, distinctive behaviors, and unexpected facts about America's wildlife. Take this personality quiz to find out which unique animal you are most like. So, Patrick, this is all you. The okay? National Wildlife Federation uh, is a, a somewhat reputable charity. They have a good rating. Charity score is 85.58, earning it a three-star rating. Donors can, quote, give with confidence to this charity. Is this on, um, what is it called? Charity the, Navigator. Charity Navigator. Yeah. So is the somewhat good, is that us editorializing, or is that what they say? They say good. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I feel fine about reading that ad then. Yes, there we go. Okay, Patrick, yes. when are you most productive during the day? You're a morning person, like a cicada, or you're definitely a night owl? A cicada. Okay. Um, pick a tasty dinner, a juicy steak, a bright and colorful salad, a little bit of everything or dessert. Duh. I guess the salad. Okay. I mean, this is dinner, right? Mm -hmm. I can't have like an ice cream sundae for dinner. I mean, you could, if that was your personality. I'm not going to do that. It's 70 degrees Fahrenheit outside. What are you wearing? Anything above 65 is shorts weather, Mm. jeans and a t-shirt. Uh, I'll embrace it, but pack my jacket just in case. I don't entirely understand that one, uh, but still a sweater. I'm always cold. Uh, jeans and a t-shirt. Okay, that sounds right. What social situation sounds better to you? Catching up with your bestie. Uh-huh. A dinner party with lots of good food and friends. Party time. Um, recording a Nintendo podcast. Just kidding. That one's not on there. Uh, oh. Spending time with family. Uh, bestie. Catching up with your bestie. Yeah. What's your relationship status? Happily single. Mm-hmm. Married or in a relationship, playing the field, or LOL. And remember, you are under oath. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> uh, I'm, so I'm in a relationship. Okay. Or married. Do you have a favorite workout? And the, your choices are running, does binge watching count, stretching or yoga, or basketball? Uh, stretching or yoga, I suppose. Okay. Those are my options. If your best friend had to describe you in one word, would it be... My what? <laughs> Loyal, independent, a genius, or brave? Genius, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Pick a place to live. And so now I'm going to describe it to you. Okay. Because they're just pictures of places. Sure. A beautiful... Don't let me look at them. No, no. (laughs) A beautiful beach. And I painted you a picture with words. (laughs) Okay. A beautiful beach at sunset or sunrise. It's uh, uh, the golden hour, one of them. 
and <laughs> but always it's always golden <laughs> but hour. somebody is walking into the water with a surfboard okay and there's like an out a rock outcropping i like that you didn't assume that that person is a surfer they're just a person carrying a surfboard. well maybe uh i said i liked it okay <laughs> Um, the next one looks like the high desert. You're in Monument Valley. No, we're skipping on a horse. We're, we're skipping. We're skipping. You're that. on a horse. I understand. I'm, okay, that doesn't uh, sweeten the the deal for me. Uh, all right. Well, uh, the next one is you are on top of a mountain. Uh, there are uh trees. Like it's it's very verdant, uh-huh. and um, there appears to be a lake or was it reservoir Coniferous in the background? Trees? Uh, pine trees. Okay. Yes. Um. Yeah. Well, is there another option? Oh, sorry. Yes. Uh, you are on a farm. Oh, so there's no city here? No. Okay, give, me the, not, give me the no. mountain. Give okay. me the mountain. <laughs> uh, okay, the mountain. Yes. My Your idea of adventure is skydiving, riding a roller coaster, mountain biking, or hard pass, thanks, and you're on a hammock. Oh, I can be in a hammock? Yeah. Okay, do with the hammock. Okay. Hard pass, thanks. There's a winter blizzard. What do you do? Hit the slopes, socialize in the like lodge. I do a roller coaster, but I don't think that's an adventure. Okay. Uh, winter blizzard, Patrick. Yes, yes. Hit the slopes, socialize in the lodge, cozy up by the fire, or pull the he- cover over your he- head and wait for summer. Slopes. Hit the slopes. Okay, you are a mountain beaver, <laughs> which we talked about. I think last week. Your feet are disgusting to me, but oh wait, no, a mountain beaver. They're not actually beavers. Look at those cute little feet. Wait. You don't have web feet. What is that? It's a mountain beaver. But it doesn't have the tail. I know. It's cute, but uh-huh. where's its tail? Yep. Um, mountain beavers aren't actually beavers. They're ancient rodents, unique to North America that you've probably never heard of unless you're from the Pacific nor- Northwest. Mountain beavers have beady eyes, big curved teeth, and exaggerated overbites. <laughs> okay. I'm going to allow this, but this is the last time you get to <laughs> call me an ancient rodent. <laughs> they dig deep. Burrows and live a We were accompanied today life. by the Randolph College Chamber Orchestra. All right, Mark, let's get into the news. I'm sorry, I just have to share this part. So while uh, you expel two different types of poop pellets, one that you deposit that's hard into a special toilet burrow, but then you eat the soft ones. The end. All right. So I'm just finding now that the National Wildlife Federation is a bad charity <laughs> that no one should be <laughs> donating to. A Pokemon Presents has been announced for this Wednesday, August 3rd at 6 a.m. Pacific time. It promises to cover updates on Pokemon apps and games, including this fall's Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. It says it'll last about 20 minutes and we'll We're be talking about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, the apps... Pokemon apps. What are we going to learn about there? Sleep? We have sleep. We have the tooth teeth brushing one, right? Yeah, Pokemon Smile. Um, there's Pokemon Go Adrian always. Adrian tried, tried it out after uh, being on the show. It sent me a, a screen grab. said, actually, pretty fun. <laughs> um, so I uh, there's Pokemon United and the... Unite. Uh, Unite. Right. And then the... Um, Oh, Masters, Pokemon Masters. Right. There's a lot of Pokemon stuff out in the world now right, that right, right. could be talked about. I mean, just give me back to uh, uh, Pokemon Picross, and then then I'm interested. Is it interesting, and Patrick, the answer to this could 100% be no, that they never talk about the trading card games in this, in I, any of these? Hmm, I think they don't have to, is the thing. Uh, and, and because like the, the trading card, it's like, that game is its own thing, right? Right. It has its own momentum. Um doesn't really benefit from like you don't want to have to direct card game people to 
a video game presentation and you don't want to make video game presentation people watch learn about card things yeah i guess guess, yeah that's totally true because they never talk about i guess they do sometimes talk about the anime and passing but you're right they don't really yeah that's true they are kind of different or very different and also maybe it's part of like the business relationship of like how that all works out right like you who's know? actually putting on the pokemon presents right is that like is it maybe the nintendo arm of that doing that or like game freak or what the pokemon company or yeah. creatures inc yeah i guess it wouldn't be uh game freak because and it wouldn't be nintendo yeah so maybe it's just the pokemon company we're never gonna get to the no we this. never will i mean unless that's all we talk about on thursday and we, well, and who knows? Uh, look, I'm a little nervous about uh, filling a whole show with 20 minutes of information about Pokemon. We are uh, famously not Pokemon guys. Famous for it. Yeah. So, um, but it should be fun. It'll be interesting. Always interested to get more details in Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. Yeah, Violet and Scarlet are games that I'm uh, genuinely excited uh, to, to play. Um, I really liked Legends uh, and would like to see that formula applied to a, a more like full fat game um and w- mark we can play that game together we can play it multiplayer together running around the same world together yeah that is definitely intriguing don't you think we should do that i think we should okay we good. tend to always we tend to pick up these mainline pokemon games yes. and like i didn't finish sword and shield yeah. but i did finish uh sun and moon but being able to play one of these together sounds very exciting yeah yep yep yep, yep, yep. steve and alex the pair of super smash brothers cross minecraft amiibo were originally slated for a spring 2022 release date um i think in like february it got Mm -hmm. delayed to just sometime later in the year but last week it was revealed that they are coming out on september 9th so just a little over a month from now um the slow and inevitable march of uh the smash amiibo all of them coming out except probably not sora we don't know probably not though um yeah, there. That's just one more date as we get a little bit closer to completing the set. In Japan, they're available separately, but in uh, outside of Japan, it's only the two pack, so you have to buy them together. Um, I remember that being something that like stressed me out a little bit when uh, I was big into collecting uh, Amiibo, where like Duck Hunt Dog, Game and Watch, and Rob the Robot were only available in like a three pack together, um, and like you know. I, get, I, I wanted them all, so it was fine. But it's, it's also something where it's like, well, either you get the whole collection or you don't get any of them, you know? Right. Um, I got to say, Mark, I, with many years ago, I had a New Year's resolution to figure out my relationship with uh, purchasing Amiibo. Um, and the fact that I felt no pull towards getting the uh, Alex and Steve Amiibos uh, makes me feel like I am one step closer to that, where I'm just like, it's okay to let a bunch of them pass me by. If there's a character or a series or something that I really like, then I can go for it. But I don't need to get I don't need to get all of them. I what do you think made Nintendo kind of like just stop making Amiibo? Do you, do you think it is that interest generally kind of like dropped off after a few years? I mean. Who knows, right? I, I think I think the problem with Amiibo is that it's so hard to anticipate where the demand is going to be. So, like, producing them has got to be a nightmare, right? Because, like, you're going to make too many of, like, the Mario series, uh, like, Peach or whatever, that people aren't going to be excited about. But then you're going to be, you know, woefully underprepared for, like, some Fire Emblem Amiibo or something. Um, like, there's kind of just no 
how, like how, how do you know what people are going to want and what they're not going to want? Right. Um, and they just make so many of them and so many different ones. Uh, and they're so highly detailed and the construction and paint quality on them is also good that it's like, yeah, I'm sure it was just more trouble than it was worth. I also feel like uh, now that I'm saying this, like, Amiibo had a good run. Yo, totally. You know, there was a good stretch where they were pumping out a lot of Amiibo. So maybe it's just inevitably, you know, they moved on to something else. Yeah. We, we, what, that hasn't happened yet. We're not to the, the something else yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, it's been a little while since they did non-Smash Amiibo. Um, you know, the uh, I think we talked about this recently, but um, the Metroid Dread Amiibos. And I got those. Um, so... Oh, yeah. I, f- I actually forgot about those. Yeah. So that, I guess it's not entirely dead. It's not entirely dead, but that was almost a year ago, right? That was October. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, we're, we're, we're getting to the point where, um, you know, th- there was no, mind you, there's never been a, a Xenoblade amiibo outside of Smash. Um, but, uh, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 came out and there was no amiibo to, to go along with it. I wonder what the next, like, big Nintendo first party release is that won't. Or that could it could have. Do you think it'll be Splatoon three and like whatever new idols Ooh. are announced? Assuming I mean, that there are going to be a new set of idols. I mean, in for Splatoon two, they like re-released uh, Inkling Boy, Inkling Girl, uh, the Squid itself. Um, even though they had a set of them for Splatoon one, they did another set for Splatoon two, and they did the same with the Octoline versions. So like. They've done a lot of Splatoon Amiibo. Man, if they're not doing Split, I will buy whatever Splatoon 3 Amiibo they put out. Um, so they better. They better. <laughs> Does anyone know about this? I, I, I guess we're all just waiting for the big blowout. Yeah. At last week's Annapurna Interactive Showcase 2022. <laughs> that, was, that was the most jarring uh, transition <laughs> from one story to another. But you're right. It's time to move on. Um, uh, there were a few announcements of interest to Switch owners. So perspective-based puzzle game Maquette is coming to Switch this winter. The uh, developer is Graceful Decay. It was previously available on PlayStation and the... Um, slug for it is maquette is a first person recursive puzzle game that takes you into a world where every building plant and object are simultaneously tiny and staggeringly huge maquette makes it possible by twisting the world into itself recursively in an mc escher-esque fashion now that sounds fascinating uh i uh, am a little bummed that they uh, used the word recursive twice in that uh, s- single paragraph about the game. Um, but like it's uh, the, like the way that the game is set up is that like you're in a building and there's like a model in the middle of it uh, and that model is the building that you're in and you can like like zoom out and to like you know see that the building you're in is also just a model on top of an even larger whatever. Oh. So like um, it's it's all uh, spatial reasoning puzzles. Uh, sort of based on that concept, which is very cool. Also at the showcase, the game The Pathless is com- uh, is announced for Switch coming this winter. It's the latest game from the developers of Abzu, which I played last year, something like that. Um, that game was like an underwater exploration game, mm-hmm. kind of like uh, guided with a few more open areas, more like one of those like experiential games. Yeah. And then, uh, finally, we didn't mention this in the new releases, but the game Hindsight is out this Thursday. 
The slug for this one is from the creator of Prune. Hindsight is a narrative exploration game spanning the entirety of a woman's life from birth to present day as she tries to make sense of it all. Oof. Revisit her childhood <laughs> home, soar through personal belongings, and step through windows to memories frozen in time. Uh, that sounds depressing and very <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'd like to check out Hindsight. The Nintendo Switch Online mobile app has updated to version 2.2.0. Uh, most of the functionality relates to sharing friend requests via the app, uh, though they still have to be accepted on the Switch itself. So we're getting closer. We're getting closer. Uh-huh. You can send friend requests via the app, but you cannot accept them via the app. You need to be on your Switch. You can also save your friend code as either a URL or a QR code. Which I guess like kind of useful. What is the QR code useful for? Can I like show it to you on my phone and then you can? Because there's no camera on the switch. It? This, I mean, this is a great point. Um, because you can't accept the request via the app. No, but you can make it. So I could, I could show you my friend code. Uh-huh. You could scan it, send me the request via your phone, and I have to accept on my switch. Why would I send you a request of the QR code that I just that I scanned from your phone? Because that's my friend code. Uh huh. So you scan it uh-huh. and send a friend request to that oh, friend code. Oh, I see. Why would it work the other way? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't. What a great point. <laughs> um, but these are all things that are just so close. Like, you should be able to just, I mean, especially with uh, phones and, like, near-field readers and stuff, like, should just be able to be like, bing, now yeah, we're friends. Yeah, it, it does feel that way. Yeah, I will say it every time that the Nintendo Switch Online mobile app comes up, and it should be a music player. And it should just be part of the Nintendo Switch Online subscription that you pay for, or even yep. plus expansion pack. Like, that should just be a thing that the Nintendo Switch Online mobile app does. Every music player that you unlock in a game uh, appears in the app, and songs as you unlock them in the game then become available to you in the app this is the only functionality we want for this thing Uh uh-huh and no one has ever suggested that that it would be uh, a feature it's just the (laughs) it's just the thing i'm gonna never stop asking for no we are like putting it out into the universe and i'll also put this out there i'd pay a lot of money for this yeah yes i would yeah steam has added support for all of the controllers that nintendo has released as part of the nintendo switch online so that means you can now use your nes Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, and Sega Genesis controllers on Steam. Which is very cool. Those are good controllers, solid builds, identical to the originals, in with some very minor exceptions, like the squishiness of the Sega Genesis buttons, um, and like the weight of the Nintendo 64 controller being just a little bit different, um, and the rumble being built into it without like that rumble pack on the back of it but otherwise like they're such a good uh facsimile of the original experience Uh, i'm very happy that this is happening for uh steam players this weekend is a new tetris 99 maximus cup that allows you to earn past in-game themes so this is running from august 5th to August 10th, which I think makes it the longest Tetris Maximus Cup. So it's it's Friday to Wednesday, uh, and, and each day is a separate theme that you can earn. Yeah, so uh, on round one, so on the fifth is Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. 
On the 6th is Metopia. On the 7th is Mario Golf Super Rush. On the 7th... Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. On the 8th is Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. On the 9th is WarioWare Get It Together. And then on the 10th is Metroid Dread. It says that you have to earn five or 10 points for each of them. So... This is notable because uh, it normally normally you have all weekend in order to or in in which to earn points, but you have to earn a hundred points in, uh, to un- to unlock one of these things. Um, Ten points, way more achievable. Uh, you should be able to get that in basically two games, or even just one if you can get into like the top twenty, right? I think it's like the top fifty. You get fifteen points. Oh yeah, there you go. So yeah, if uh, so, um, uh, we can do it. We can fill in the gaps in some of our. Uh, I know there are some of these I don't have, which is so weird because I feel like we try to be as on, t- on top of the yes. Maximus Cups as possible. Um, but yeah, I don't. I have no memory of the Mario Golf Super Rush one. I don't think I have the Metopia one. Yeah, I can't remember. But oh, and this is if we didn't if I didn't say it before, this is the thirtieth Tetris ninety nine Maximus Cup, which is very exciting. Um, I, I love a good Tetris Maximus Cup uh, and a, a chance to pick up the uh, themes that I, I didn't get the first time around. Um, perfect. In an official interview on Nintendo's website, the producers of the Xenoblade Chronicles series reiterated that while Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is the, quote, culmination of the series, that may not be the last we see of, of it. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 director Genke Yokota said that he wanted to keep the series going as long as possible. As long as possible. Another quote from Monolith producer Tetsuya Takahashi is, quote, it had been approximately 15 years, it has been approximately 15 years since we began development on the Xenoblade Chronicle series. I feel that this game represents everything we have done so far and is filled with answers to all our questions. At the same time, we have taken on a variety of new challenges in this work, and I believe that we were able to implicitly share a glimpse of what Monolith Soft wants to achieve in the future. Mm. I think imagining that Monolith Soft's future games will look like... I think imagine... Sorry, let me take that part again. I think imagining what Monolith Soft's future games will look like while playing this title would be another way to enjoy it. Also, this is the third title in the series, but you can, of course, enjoy it on its own. So, uh, you know, a, a lot of words to say, uh, we might not be done, uh, we're always growing, and this game is an example of our most recent growth. Right. And that Xenoblade Chronicles will never be completed. Right, right. Well, I, I think there's uh, really something to the uh, the last part of, um, though this is the third game in the series, it can be enjoyed on its own, which uh, sort of suggests, like, yeah, we can do that forever. Mm-hmm. Like. Just like Final Fantasy can do it, we can do it. Um, the worlds are connected or possibly even in the same timeline. Um, but like the stories don't need to be related for, uh, for there to be another one. Finally, and speaking of Xenoblade, if you're looking to get on in on the ground floor of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 fandom, new user icons for Xenoblade Chronicles 3 are available now in Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, weirdly... They're only available until the 4th. Oh. Um, which, of course, is uh, the same day that the Booster Course Pass comes out. Related? Coincidence? We don't know. <laughs> um, Nintendo only has so much bandwidth. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> Everyone's going to be downloading the new courses. They can't possibly <laughs> give them icons as well. Um, so make sure that you there, there are eight of them. Um, you know They cost a, a couple platinum points each. Um, so it should be easy to get them. 
Um, all right, Mark, let's get out of the news. And that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any place where you get... Uh, <laughs> I did it again. Uh, I was going to say any place where you get Spotify. Any place where you get podcasts. If you like the episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter or any place where you share stuff. Um, we appreciate it when you do that. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host and fellow ancient rodent, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. <laughs>